0: I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. And you're listening to Spirited Spirits.
1: versus new talking about the old uh hellraiser and the new hellraiser and so before we get started just like a i guess a disclaimer (laughs) is that you know hellraiser is not one that we are extremely familiar with like we've both watched the original
0: huge fans of hellraiser like we are say halloween michael myers and freddy krueger and jason jason you love jason yeah i love
1: jason um, but like Hellraiser is just like I—I I never really got into it, but I've seen the original.
0: We saw the original a long time ago, and we just recently rewatched it.
1: Right, and so now there's a reboot remake that has come out. So we are going into this with kind the understanding, yeah, as the understanding that we have seen the original, and we have now seen the remake slash reboot. Mm-hmm. We don't have the complete understanding of. Everything in between.
0: Yeah. We have not watched the subsequent sequels to the original. Right. And, um,
1: and maybe that puts us at a disadvantage. Yeah.
0: We well, I mean, so yeah. So please just listen to this podcast with open ears and, um, understand that we're coming at this from a fresh perspective. Hopefully you, you, you understand that this is, we are not hardcore Hellraiser fans. Right. So with that being said, we also want to apologize that we are a little bit late on this episode because we had our halloween party this weekend we had a lot yeah. we had a lot going on um to prepare for it and like and then we had the party and it was so much fun
1: You plus on instagram we are we were the you know adam family you probably the saw host.
0: yes um so that was really fun and now we're just kind of getting back into the swing of things so apologies that this is kind of late but um yeah we're really excited and um
1: you want to tell me what we're drinking tonight?
0: Yes. Tonight we are drinking a cocktail called the Red Queen. It's on Pinterest. And, oh, I forgot to post the link. I need to do oh, that. Okay. <laughs> um, so I will add that to the Instagram post. But um, it is Jen St. Germain, um, which is like elderflower liqueur, uh, cranberry pomegranate juice, and lemon juice. And it is so good. We're calling it, though. We're dubbing it the Cinnabite. It, it has kinda, a bite to it. It has a bite to it, and it's like red and kind of bloody. So yeah, it works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so let's dive into the the original. Yeah. Um, so
0: give them a um, an original. overview, like a for right. those who haven't seen it. Can right. you give them? A and status? this is,
1: and we're gonna go ahead and say like this is a spoiler like filled episode beforehand. So just letting you know, on both movies, we'll be going into you know all of that. So if you mm-hmm. haven't seen both, then maybe. Pause. Go watch those two movies and then come back. And right. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um. So the first Hellraiser was actually um, written by Clive Barker. It was actually. Um, so he was a, the writer. He was the writer of the novel. Mm-hmm. And, novella. That was a novella. Right. Yes. Okay. Sorry. And um, and so he wrote that, and then he ended up actually directing the actual movie. Mm-hmm. And so what it the synopsis on IMDb for that movie is a woman discovers the newly resurrected, partially formed body of her brother-in-law. She starts killing for him to revitalize his body so he can escape the demonic beings that are pursuing him after he escaped from their sadistic underworld. And that's a very, I feel like, um, brief synopsis of what happens. Because, I don't know. So in the movie, there is it's frank cotton and he is kind of just done all the things you know to his body and yeah like and and so all the all the ideas of pleasure and stuff he he has done mm-hmm. and he's just kind of over it and wants to do the next step and so he decides to get this puzzle box And then that's supposed to
0: open up a new new realm
1: of sexual pleasure or pleasure. And that's when the Cenobites kind of come into play. But,
0: but here's the
1: thing. You don't
0: get that to me. You don't get that as an audience member right off the bat. You don't. You get it in flashbacks. Um, The way it kind of starts off is this husband and wife move into this home that had been his brother's. Mm -hmm and they're like and it looks very unkempt it looks like there was like homeless people staying there or something it's like not been taken care of there's like spoiled food and 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 he's like let's move into this house and she's like oh okay yeah let's do that and she's so she's for whatever yeah so she's like on board and then he has a daughter from a previous marriage Um, who he wants to move in, like, wants her to move in with them. And she's like, no, I'm good. Like, I've got my own place. Mm -hmm. Um, so it sets up the stage where he's, his former wife has died. That was the, the mother of his daughter. And now he's got this new wife. And through flashbacks, we kind of get to see this relationship that she ultimately has also with his brother.
1: Yes. So she, so the brother is...
0: Yeah, it's just se- in case. Spoiler alert! I, if we that. haven't, okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure people are fully aware here that we so, are
1: spoiling this movie. So the brother is a is a sex addict, and like you know he yeah he ends up having a sexual relationship with Julia, who is Larry's wife, mm-hmm. who is his brother, and um, and then she just becomes very like smitten with him.
0: Yeah, it's like yeah, it, you know, in some ways that feels like he raped her, but maybe she kind of like. Wanted it to happen, like it feels like she. Only allowed... anybody
1: wants raped happen. Well,
0: but he he definitely <laughs> forces himself onto her. She, I he mean, does. she's kind of a willing. She willingly.
1: It's an odd sequence.
0: It's a really weird because he just shows up randomly at her house in this flashback and
1: and he, and, and he, then she's
0: just pa- like fuck me.
1: Yeah, he overpowers her. I mean, it's just
0: her. it's very awkward. Right. Um, and then and then she's just automatically in love with him because she had sex with him, or something. Like I don't get that, but. <laughs> And then, um, when she discovers so we're, we're flashing back to the present, and she discovers him partially formed, like her, her husband, during the, the time of moving into the house, gets cut, and his, he bleeds on the floorboards. Yes. And by bleeding on the floorboards, he awakens the entity that is her brother, his, her brother-in-law, his, yeah, his, his brother. brother. And he starts forming again um, after being ripped apart by the Cenobites. Yes. He then starts getting into this humano- hu- humanoid form. And she discovers this humanoid form. And she's like, let me help you. Like, right. he, you know, he's like, help me, help me re- regenerate. Help me become who I was. And he convinces her that the best way to do this is to bring him victims.
1: Because the blood, he needs the blood. He
0: needs blood to regenerate himself.
1: So, so she, what she does is she ends up going out to bars and seducing men, and bringing them back to the house when the husband isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she starts to like, you know, they start to like make out and like, you know, he, they get horny and she shit. She brings him and up brings to the them to attic. the attic, and then the she, third level yeah, of the house. She kills the kills them for for frank well
0: she doesn't actually kill him in most cases i think it's it's
1: mostly frank her that... bringing
0: him up there the, the man up there and then frank actually is the one right or maybe she hits him initially and then frank takes their blood
1: yeah it's it's i think it's her like she always hits them they die initially yeah and then, and then frank just sucks all their juices out and yeah. becomes more it's
0: kind of like the mummy yeah Remember the remake of the mummy when yeah. he's like taking pizza- people's parts like their eyeballs he's taking <laughs> pizza he's taking the pizza he's taking parts <laughs> of people, sorry, speaking too fast right um so yeah, it's like that
1: so like going on the original like the one thing that I feel like the original has going for is the uh practical effects it's it is very
0: car, man, like damn. The practical effects are amazing. The
1: practical effects for Frank are are a sight to be seen. And I think that's my biggest win on that one is because it, it just it looks gross, which it should look gross. Right. And I think it's done really well. And I think the the whole transformation from him being like like this weird-ass skeleton creature at the very beginning mm. to him having more meat on his bones to looking more like tissue-like as as he progresses through J- julia bringing him more mm-hmm. victims it it the transitions of, of those sequences it just it just looks good it works it works really, really well. well it's like all the stuff is really goopy looking which i appreciate mm-hmm. as like a horror nerd mm-hmm. like it, that stuff is it's really well done. It looks, it looks like that every single time they just douse it in like a lubricant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. which, which makes sense because there is like a, a sexualized type of thing with this. Right. And so it, 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 it looks gross. If you are not a person that likes gross things when you're watching a movie, you might not like this. Right. Um. So then, uh, you know, as, they go forth like kirsty the the daughter starts to recognize that like something is kind of off that there's somebody in the house um and then she finds out that her uncle is there and, and this is the weird thing the uncle is like kind of awfully sexualized towards her too like he's like you know, oh, you grown up. Like oh, like it's, like says really weird ass mm-hmm. stuff to her as this, yes. like meaty, inappropriate, like meaty guy. Like it's just it's weird. Yeah. Um. And so, like, then the Cenobites come.
0: Yeah. Finally. It t- I, well, it I, takes like it an it takes hour. Forever it takes a like, fucking like, hour for like. I mean, right. I guess you get it at the very beginning. Pinhead is like picking up pieces of meat right. that had formerly been Frank. Right. But then you like, then it takes like this whole hour long storyline before we actually get to see the Cenobites and the right. lead Cenobite, which is what we've now called Pinhead.
1: Right. Um, which, you know, Clive which is Barker, the equivalent
0: of Freddy Krueger or right. Jason or Michael Myers. Apparently,
1: Clive Barker did not like the idea of him being called Pinhead. Oh, he was always called the priest or the Hell priest. Okay. So I thought that was very interesting that... For him to be called Pinhead, which was like a cultural icon at mm-hmm. that point, mm-hmm. like Clive Barker was like, I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. So, well,
0: you know, that's what he's become known as. He
1: and and he will
0: in subsequent sequels and everything. I mean, that's that's how I knew about Hellraiser was because of Pinhead, right? Not actually seeing the movies, so I knew of Pinhead.
1: So at the end, so at the end, you know, the Cenobites come to punish Frank for his crimes.
0: Yeah, but and, okay, but let's explain real quick. Had it not been for his niece, yes, you said Christy.
1: I think it's Chris Christy.
0: What was Kirstie? her name? Kirstie? Kirsty. Kirsty.
1: K I R S T Y. Okay.
0: Kirstie. Had she not found the box, she actually took the box from him. Yes. And she is kind of she's put in the she's in the hospital, and she gets shocked by the box. Yes. And she's taken like this. This like. Uh, wall opens up and she kind of walks in and that's when she first sees like the, um, is that the chomping Cenobite? No, 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 no. It's the one that's like a worm-like thing that's like crawling oh, on the yeah. wall. Um, and so she sees this, this evil entity, this Cenobite or whatever it is, is coming after her. And she has to kind of make a deal with Pinhead and the other Cenobites that she will deliver her uncle Yes, to them In order for her to be relieved of, because they think that she's done this on purpose and she's like, no, 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 I didn't want this. Right. I've just been shocked by the box and I I don't want this. I took this from my uncle. If you want my uncle, I will help you get him so that I can be free. And then they try to trick her Mm -hmm. because ultimately they still want her. Right. And then at the very end that, you know, she's able to kind of escape so
1: and then they and then at the end which is like the pinnacle part of this movie with frank with frank getting like all the chains get like you know rip him pretty rip out part but like stretch his face around and and at that point he says the the thing that is the line the line of this movie where he's like jesus wept
0: which let's talk about that so right. um drew and i just watched um uh, the 101 top horror moments. Yeah, on Shutter. On Shutter, which we really we We've love. We've been Shutter. loving Shudder. like this month Oh my god! Sure. This time of season, yeah, this time of year is just fantastic. Um, so there's the, essentially what they were saying is like Jesus wept is actually a common mild kind of expletive spoken when something goes wrong or expresses incredulity.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sure.
0: Um. <laughs> but they were also saying that like in that moment when he's like being ripped apart with the chains and his face is being pulled and he says, Jesus wept in his like whatever form he says it, that it's almost like him like, expressing that he's actually enjoying what's happening to him
1: yes because that's 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 the biggest thing is that is that frank was always
0: about pleasure pleasure
1: before pain pleasure
0: and pleasure and pleasure.
1: and and he wanted that like like that sexualized um pleasure pain like type type of thing there right and he wanted to like it's on the fringe of what he was doing right beforehand and so by like like at that end he's he's feeling everything yeah everything is being ripped from him every His skin is peeling skin, off of
0: him again
1: yeah it's really fucking gross yeah. but like at that point he's feeling all that so i think it's between it's in that vein of pleasure and pain for him so when he says like jesus wept it's almost like i know this sucks but i'm also kind of i'm kind of into this yeah <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm kind of into this whole he's situation. He's a sick
0: motherfucker, <laughs> is what I say. So,
1: and then he gets his entire, he gets ripped apart completely. Again,
0: that was the second time for him, because technically he got ripped right. apart the first time. So, that pretty much ends the original Hellraiser. And again, we have not seen subsequent sequels, so we can't speak to those. But we had seen that years and years ago, probably when we were first dating and watching spooky shit together. Right. And we kind of just, it wasn't our thing. Like, we just were not into it and what brought us back to the series um is when the new hellraiser came out on hulu and i said let's give it a go and he said yeah that sounds great so let's get let's okay get going so on. let's talk
1: about the remake slash reboot and you're gonna give on the synopsis yes. of that one first. so it's and this is again from imdb okay A take on Clive Barker's 1987 horror classic where a young woman struggling with addiction comes in possession of an ancient puzzle box, Mm -hmm. unaware that its purpose is to summon the Cenobites. Right. So right off the bat, we are in even the synopsis mentioning the Cenobites. Right. So,
0: well... Um, okay. So for me, I'm going to go ahead and start us off on this one. And then, cause I, cause we've already talked about this. Yes. Um, so for me, I really enjoyed the remake and I know that's going to be controversial. And some people are going to like reach out to me and tell me what an asshole I am. I don't care.
1: (laughs) I really like
0: the remake because I feel like it's very well done. It feels automatically immersed in lore of Hellraiser and like everything along with the lines of that. I didn't feel that way when I, when I watched the original Hellraiser, it took so long to actually get in. Like I knew about Pinhead, but only because it had been years later and I, and I knew about Pinhead because of the series and all the different subsequent sequels. But so when I'm stepping into the new one, I know automatically we're involved in Hellraiser, Pinhead's coming, the Cenobites are coming and it feels very much, um, I don't know, like I can't think of the right words to say. It just feel like automatically immersed in it. So the, I, I wonder if this is a situation, this is going to be kind of controversial, but I wonder if this is a situation where an author who's trying to write a story or has written a story and is trying to direct a movie based on his original novella maybe didn't necessarily it didn't play out the way that he felt it should have as effectively because he need he needed someone to kind of step back and look at the bigger picture and create a new narrative based on that storyline well, and
1: also let's let's be real the the plot of the original hellraiser mm-hmm. and this remake slash reboot are like Extremely different. They are. I mean, it's 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 not even in this. I mean, it's not even in the same vein. You're not having anybody try to piece somebody back together. There's no
0: brother, you know, step right. it's, it's not. There's it's no... not
1: like a a like a shot by shot remake. It's not like it's something not. like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you where have... they decided to do a shot by shot remake. This right. is an entirely new story.
0: Right. So you have we're at, right off the bat where we. There's a woman who goes and she picks up a package in Serbia. And there's obviously like as as someone who has only seen the original um and is coming off of that, we automatically know she's picking up the puzzle box.
1: Right. Like, you know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy to
0: And she's she's picking it up for her buyer, whoever her her um
1: uh her bosses. Her boss. Yeah.
0: That she's trying to bring it back to, right? And then you get this sex party at this f- fancy mansion, right? And by the way, who wears like a muscle tank and jeans to a sex party? Like, so this guy shows up and he's clearly like,
1: something's going on. He's a, he's a on. sex worker. The
0: camera's focusing on him. He's wearing literally a tank top, like a muscle tank and jeans. Hey, you gotta show
1: those muscles so they like, you know, someone's gonna... <laughs>
0: And so she, the same woman who's picked up the puzzle box, clearly, is, like, interested in him and talking to him. And he's like, oh, who's this guy who's hosting this party? And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, he wants to meet you. I'm sure you'd be perfect for him. And so she tells him to go into this room. And he walks in. And there's clearly these ancient artifacts. Like, you know, wealth. he's a very wealthy man. And that's where he finds the puzzle box. And what's real what I find really cool about the remake is the puzzle box changes shape, so when it's solved, and we're gonna talk about how this differs between the original and the new one. in the original, you're shocked like there's a there's electrical shock that comes out of the box, whereas in the remake, you're actually stabbed. there's like a s like a a knife, a blade that comes out. Of the box, and it's of like a blood sacrifice, mm-hmm. and that's ultimately what is then um co- it connects you to the Cenobites right. in the so, world of Hellraiser. So Steph,
1: can I kind of blow your mind for a second. Yeah, I, I just thought of this. So you know, we're talking about how like the, these stories could be completely really different, but I think I'm wrong on that.
0: What? Okay.
1: Because if we think about it, you know, the woman is bringing people to so
0: she's like she's like the, to
1: to be kind of trapped like to solve the puzzle box
0: she's the, she's the one bringing the victims. Yeah, in the she's same the same way that julia victims. is bringing the victims yes.
1: in the original and so she's bringing the victims to him um void right
0: yeah
1: um bringing it to void like the victims to solve the puzzle box to get stabbed get taken by the cinebites and then change it to the next configuration right well, so like there's there's a little bit of like connection there it's not the same mm-hmm. but i think she's i think that's maybe just a little bit of a hey you saw the original this is mm-hmm. this is julia bringing in the victims
0: but thing. but here's the thing the victims aren't actually ch- they're not solving the puzzle box and that's what i like about the new one versus the original the original she's just bringing men to be slaughtered right in the new one they're actually having to su- solve the puzzle box like they're they're playing with the puzzle box. And in the process, get stabbed. They become a blood sacrifice. Okay. They're, they bleed on the box. And it's that blood that then is, is soaked into the box. And it's like a connection to Hellraiser, to the Cenobites, to Pinhead. And that's what ultimately what brings, opens the the... If we talk about Hellraiser, literally, we're Opens raising the, hell. We're opening the, the
1: doorway,
0: doorway through the blood shedding, which is opposite of Christianity, right? Like, I mean, there's Christianity. You have blood from Christ who's saving you. And then you have the blood of the victims who are literally like, it's o- raising hell. It's right. bringing hell to earth. And, it's, and so they become the victims mm-hmm. of this horrific, they like unwillingly, unwillingly. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They're They're just solving a puzzle box thinking, oh, cool. And they get cut. And then, so then he starts getting chained up and killed at this party. And we realize this is just for a sick, rich man's fantasy. He is just literally using people to try and solve how he doesn't, he knows how many times it needs to be solved before he gets to the point where he can- Right, before he can actually get to meet
1: God. Like quote, unquote, he God.
0: believes in th- th- he believes they're like angels and yes. he's trying to get to God by
1: So he says he so yeah. in in the in the lore mm-hmm. it's and it's a book that the main character Riley looks at later, is that there's a, a numerous a number of uh configurations and the last one is Leviathan. And so that's which is biblical. That's that's the last one where It's almost like a spaceship type of thing comes down. Well, Leviathan
0: is a water.
1: Right. But it's like this, like, it's like this, I don't know, like spear type of thing comes down from the heavens. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, they can, like, meet, you know, the main Cenobite.
0: Right. So he's doing, so the the main man, Voight, is doing all of this so that he can try to meet the god. But he doesn't want to be... A victim he wants to have other people be the victim which so that speaks he to then, a lot
1: about like elites
0: and elite yeah elitism, elitism and using other people to get what you want
1: right
0: so you have the sex party you have the the guy who's now been sacrificed and using, and
1: using people of like
0: there's like also sex
1: party like using people that are like disenfranchised to like you know get what you want as like a rich person right right, like that, right, right. there's there, I think there's something there mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't stick the landing as there's much a little to bit like
0: of, social commentary it doesn't
1: stick the landing of much on that social con- commentary but if you like kind of like reach a little bit you can see it
0: mm-hmm. and then also speaking of uh, we've talked about the 13 ghosts aspect
1: yes you have
0: this house that is clearly as as you go to continue to watch the movie um there this house that this rich man owns there's mechanisms in place. It's
1: shaped like it's shaped like a puzzle box.
0: It's shaped like the puzzle box right like the limit figuration or whatever and or right I limit think so. configuration yeah um, and but then there's like these pieces that move and you push this button and the door goes open and so there's all these different um, so it feels kind of like 13 ghosts. It also feels a little bit like House on Haunted Hill you before, have this- we, before
1: we get farther, let's probably talk about just the plot in general. Because I feel like we're going like into we didn't
0: talk about that. We (laughs) did.
1: So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Is that so? The main character Riley is um, a newly sober person, um, and she's Speaking of (laughs) speaking of that, um, sorry. And so she is living with her brother and and his boyfriend Mm -hmm. and their roommate, and so she has a new boyfriend, Trevor um and so, so she met at a 12 step she met at a 12 step program
0: six step or 12 step or how many
1: steps and so um, and so what you find out is that as you go through is like trevor's like you know hey i know you're looking for money because your you know brother is probably gonna kick you out soon i've got this job maybe for us and it's i've been down at the you know the yard and like the you know there's these shipments shipments have been abandoned and we can go and just steal them and sell them for money yeah and so you he he leads her to this um shipment and like they open the door and there's just like a single safe and he's like oh i can't open it and like you know they ended up opening it and of course it's the puzzle box and he says oh well you can just hold on to it for me until i get an appraiser so obviously, he's, at this he,
0: point, he's by it. You can he's, 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 he doesn't
1: he want knows, to touch it. He knows, and, and so at this point, you know that Trevor is not who he seems. Yeah, he is somebody that is leading Riley on, and and also like if you think about it, like Riley is a newly sober person, and he has he gives her alcohol. He like you yes. know he leads her throughout this entire thing of not being sober, and so like, he's leading her down this road of not where she needs to be. Right. Um, Real quick, I'm sorry. I got a shake. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So then... Okay, so then as... Matt, who is her brother... Yes. Gets upset at her because she's been drinking. Which I think is Trevor's plan all along. Um, so he throws her out of the apartment. And she goes to her car and she takes some pills she's your typical addict she takes the um the puzzle box and then she goes and like lays on this like child's like almost like carousel thing and she's she's got Got yeah she's playing with it and she ends up making the blade come out but it doesn't cut her
0: Yes. The way that she holds it, she's like strategically got her hands so that when she goes to pull open to solve the puzzle box, the blade pops out and just misses her hand. Right.
1: So what that means is, is that the Cenobites come and they say, you know, you like pretty much like you have not been right, stabbed if
0: by not you, If not then you, then someone else. else.
1: And she immediately thinks of her brother, not in a way of, like, thinking that he needs to be taken. But that's just, like, immediately her her next person that she's thinking of because she just cares for him so much. And so at that point, the Cenobites kind of choose him. And it's actually a really good shot. Yes. Because you see chains come from the ceiling of his bedroom. He's in bed with
0: his boyfriend and you see the chains come down. And they rip
1: him up. And they pull him up, and, and then, then they disappear, and he, he wakes, wakes up from a, from, from a dream. And then he's like, I have to go find Riley. So he really much like the cinemites kind of pull him out of sleep to, to bring him, to, to, bring where him sh- to where he needs to be. Yeah. So he goes and searches for her. You know, at the... At the please don't do this of his boyfriend, like his boyfriend's like you know don't go, please don't go, but you'll be and fine. His,
0: and his boyfriend didn't want her to leave either. Yes, when he kicks her out of the house initially, he's like, you'll regret this. Don't leave. Right. And she goes, and because right. she, she's an addict and she's got her pills and she's she's held on to those pills. Well, I don't like, think I don't
1: think it's that, honey. I don't think I don't think it's that. I think it's she's also like it's like she she wants to be with her brother. But also, she feels like a burden to her brother. Yeah, I get it. So I think, that's, I think that's the main piece. I know what you're saying, but I, I've worked with people with substance use issues before. And I think a lot of it's not like, well, I'm just going to go use drugs that I want to. It's more of, I don't want to be a burden anymore. I'm going to go and leave. Because if I'm a burden to you and you're the only person I care about, I'm gonna leave so that I'm not a burden to you anymore. I
0: get that. I and just so, don't want the, I don't want the. I don't want people to hear that the brother is.
1: No, I. I think the brother cares for her, but he's exhausted. You're right. At that point, right. he's exhausted of being her only support system and like caring about her and it trying
0: has so hard. paying her rent because she's not making enough money to be able right. to afford the. So I think,
1: I think that's the main, the main thing. And then, so she goes and, you know, she's, So the
0: brother gets taken.
1: She's, she's like, you know, you know, taking her pills. She's on this thing. She's done the puzzle box. Um, so the brother shows up and he goes in like into the bathroom Mm -hmm. at the, well, he uh,
0: touches the box.
1: He touches the box. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. He touches the box and he gets, he gets stabbed. He gets stabbed by the box. And so then he goes into the bathroom and I wanna look and again, this is one of those scenes where I feel like it's done really well because and I'm going I'm gonna put a pin on that because not
0: <laughs> You're gonna put a pinhead in that? I knew that was get that reaction. <laughs> but
1: look, it's yeah. like it's like in Trick or Treat, which I think we've talked about before about the whole sequence of the kids where She's walking away from the situation and you just hear the audio. Yes. You don't see what's happening. You but just you hear, hear the sound. sound of them getting crunched and killed. And it's the same situation there is that she's outside of this park bathroom and you hear him screaming his like heart out and being like ripped apart and taken. And you don't see it, but it's very effective in that mm-hmm. because you don't have to see it for it to be scary. Right. And I think that's one thing that horror nowadays needs to know: you don't need to see something for it to be scary. Right? You can use different like auditory, like, like, like just things like that to make it fucking terrifying if i hear somebody getting ripped apart in a bathroom i'm my brain is going to put those pieces together in more of a terrifying way than if i see it
0: Mm -hmm. so yes go ahead move on (laughs) so
1: so then he gets taken she's questioned by the police um so long like story short here because i feel like we're going to be just telling the story here is they find out they have to go to the house where the, the mansion is. of
0: where and
1: Voight... and they find out that the well boss... they find
0: out he's missing they find out he's disappeared the wealthy rich man Voight yes has disappeared just
1: like her brother did
0: and they don't and and his house is all locked up but then she actually goes and she's able to get into the house
1: right and so what she finds out is that there's these different you know configurations and that the house. It's kind of part of it, but also Voight is actually alive. And he has the coolest kind of, like, weird thing going on with his chest. Like, he has, like, a...
0: The way he's been punished. The
1: way he's been punished. He has, like, this... He almost looks like a, a, a I don't know, fuck, like, a toy. Like, a toy soldier. Because he has this weird thing in his chest that's, like, making his nerves go around. But he has, like, a thing shooting out of his back. Mm-hmm. And um And so he's still trying to reach that final configuration. And the thing is is that they realize that they can also use the cenobites in a way if the cenobites are like hit by the box they can be ripped apart they get, if they
0: get stabbed then their blood is on the box and they become part of the victimization of
1: right so at the end of the, at the end of the movie the final like part of it you know riley decides to say like i don't want to resurrect matt I want him... I I just want to do the little mint configuration. Well, so let's
0: be clear. Okay, let's explain that. Um, So the whole point is, when you solve the box, when you've met your quota for how many victims you take, you can ask the Cenobites for a reward, essentially. Yes, yes. And because she is able to solve that, she essentially becomes the one with the keeper with the box, okay?
1: And she can ask for a reward.
0: She, She can ask... The lead Cinnabite, which is Pinhead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever she wants. And she decides, she, she chooses lament, which means grief, which means acceptance of the fact that her brother has died. She can't bring him back. Mm-hmm. And that was the correct choice. Because had she chosen something else, there could have been a very different, a very different Because dire, she
1: could have been punished.
0: She could have been punished for her choice. So she she makes the right decision, um, whereas the guy, the millionaire, the wealthy man, um, chooses poorly. He doesn't actually succeed in his efforts right. as gets, the initiator of the box, and he gets victims. punished at
1: the end. So I think you not. Know, kind of going, and that's a very like breezing through. We are the the plot, but I feel like <laughs> we want to get through the. I don't want to like say every step of the plot. Right. Um so you but you really like this so one.
0: So I'll tell you why I like it. Okay. okay. Again, I I would like to reiterate I am not a huge Hellraiser fan. You said it
1: like five times I think they know.
0: I just want to make sure. Okay. So for me again, I feel like this is a situation of an author who the fir- in the original, the author was very involved in the directing in the writing of the script in involved in the process. And I think he should have stepped back and let someone else to kind of take the reins. Because what I think this one excels at is we have a different director. We have a different writer who's taken the ideas of Clyde Barker and have been able to expand upon them and kind of see the bigger picture of what Hellraiser is. And I think it's very effective that, I mean, that's just me personally. I think the, um, the remake I like the fact that the box is a puzzle box that you solve and it changes shape and that you, you were cut when you solve the box, you were cut and it becomes a blood sacrifice. You bleed on the box. It soaks into the box and it, and it, it beckons you like the, the, the Cenobites are then able to find you and the portal to hell opens up and they take you. I like that aspect. Um, I think it's, there's this desire to solve the puzzle box. There's this, it's not just a need, it's a desire. You have to solve it. You want to solve it. And you see that in The Addict, in Riley. You see that she wants to solve the puzzle. She, and she is spared and therefore marked by the Cenobites, by Hellraiser, because she is not cut. She becomes marked and there, a new victim is chosen in her place. I just mm. find that very brilliant, the way that they choose to do that in the new one. And the fact that it's an addict. She's an unreliable narrator. And we get that in the remake of um, Evil, Evil Dead. and Evil Dead, the remake, where she's an addict and you're not sure if what you're seeing is really true, what's really happening. Um I like that. And I, so I feel like Riley, especially the actress in this, she does a fantastic job. She's very believable. I like her a lot.
1: Well, because also the thing is, is that you, you feel for her too, because all of, you can tell that her relationship with her brother and her brother's boyfriend and the, and the um, roommate are are Mm -hmm. very strained. Yeah. And so when things start happening, the boyfriend gets very upset with her because he's like, you know, I don't care about the box. I care about what Matt said. What was the last thing he said? What was the last thing he did? Because he's so worried about his boyfriend. Right. And, and I think that he's not hearing her because he thinks the puzzle box is just another thing. Like she's she's like, she's focusing on. Yeah. And that he needs her to like come back down from that and focus on, the fact that her brother is missing and I think it gets so I think I'm I'm torn you know with this because I feel like the original does a lot of stuff like the 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 story of bring me the bring me the the bodies so I can like regenerate is such a fucking cool story like that's that's just a cool story but what I want out of a Hellraiser I guess again only seeing the first is more Cenobite and I think this one does that. And I think Can
0: we also you know we haven't talked about it yet. What's that? It's just kind of the elephant in the room. What's that? The fact that it's female. So the original No, let's talk about it. The original Hellraiser, the Cenobites are all male for the most part. You, you see uh, the the priest, right? You called him Pinhead. Male.
1: Yeah, the chatterer. The
0: chatterer, male. This one, they they very strategically chose female. Female characters for the Cenobites. Do you think that's because it's, for a, it's the... a
1: female main character?
0: Couldn't be. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I found it very effective. The... Um, I you know when it first was revealed that Pinhead, or the the priest, the character known as Pinhead, was going to be female in nature, or at mm-hmm. least it was played by a female actress, right? Whether right. or not we're saying that it's fe- feminine, um, I saw all this uproar on Twitter and Instagram of people bitching about the fact that it was going to be a female. But actually, Clive Barker's original novel novella said that. Um, the priest had spoken a feminine voice. If I, I, I
1: like. Did the you voice. see that? Yes, I like okay. the voice of the new one a little bit better. It kind, cu- think... you
0: know, who it reminds me of. What? Ghostbusters.
1: Like fucking like Zool? Zool. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Right? Isn't yeah. it? A, or um, you know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, right?
1: It's Zool, motherfucker. Or
0: Zool.
1: Ghoul, uh, Or Gozer. 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 Z- oh, Gozer. I'm sorry, Gozer. Gozer
0: goes when she's it has that same voice whether or not it's male or female i think it
1: works i think it works i think also so the other thing too is is uh, uh, talking about the one scene that i thought was fucking awesome was in the new one there's a scene where you know our heroes quote unquote Mm -hmm. are are like running to this van and they're trying to leave um the the mansion and so they're leaving and the um the roommate has been stabbed yes and so she's in in the van and as she's in the van the van kind of expands into this hellish expanse right and she's like walking through and that's when she sees Penhead mm-hmm. for the first time and she gets like chained and her body contorts and everything like that but it's all in theory happening in the van and it is a great scene like it just it's a horrifying scene. i feel like that's the best scene in the movie because it, it doesn't even happen with riley it happens with this like random roommate but the way she is killed and then she's like her back is like just ripped ripped off of her and filleted off of her like Mm. and it's it's just completely disturbing but the way it it is done is just so it's just so well done and i feel like it's not it's not practical effects it's not it's definitely digital but like but it's but as a fan of practical effects i feel like that one's the next one i'm like okay like that that was fucking awesome um, the end of it, though, when our friend Void is turning into a centipede, looks goofy as hell. Yeah, it looks really goofy because it's all c- CGI, and I think that's very much a negative towards movies nowadays. Is that we, yeah, always want to kind of lean into that CGI stuff.
0: It's, I guess, it's cheaper in some ways. Oh, it's very cheap. Yeah, it's very cheap. Versus doing practical effects.
1: But I think, I think the thing is, though, like you know, it's Halloween season. I think like just watch both of them because I feel like... yeah
0: appreciate both uh, for what they are right because um yeah i I mean I I we like I said we went back and watched the original we'd seen it a long time ago we went back and watched it just after seeing the new one right
1: I watched the remake twice because I feel like I watched the remake the original and then I watched the remake again because I wanted to make sure. What my feelings were about it. So,
0: what is your feelings ultimately? Like,
1: I think, I think story wise, story wise, I like the remake more, and I think, See? I think okay, that's, you. I think, I think that's, and why? I think because if you were
0: to, to put a uh, pin in one of them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I thing. just like the idea of Riley, who has always been this like person that is not a reliable
0: narrator,
1: narrator. Mm-hmm. like she is the one to save everybody i yeah. like the fact that she
0: she feels genuine she's feels- like she
1: like she's like she's going through she's not crazy mm-hmm. she's trying to prove herself that she's not crazy mm-hmm. and 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 people are like you know are always like oh well you know did you take anything? Do you and then and then as we what go through, take? what pills did you yeah. take? Mm-hmm. And and as she goes through, she's trying to save her brother. She's trying to. That's ultimately what roommate.
0: really drives right. her is trying to save her brother. And
1: I like that more than watching Julia just lead people to yeah. the house to resurrect Frank, and then the Cenobites come in, and then Chris Christie finds out everything, and then has to stop it. Right. I think the idea of having somebody kind of know they fucked up at the beginning, like with like the puzzle box uh-huh. and then having to fix it, Yes, which fixing their own puzzle box makes more sense than having just somebody like, oh, I'm going to try to create this monster mash of my, you know, ex-boyfriend. Yes. So, so
0: I, I feel the same. I feel like the original is very self selfish self-serving for the Mm brother-in-law um because the whole point here is to help him rejuvenate whereas this one is her like realizing she fucked up and she's just trying to get her brother back like she loves her brother and she's trying to do whatever she can and make sure no other victims Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. But like I, I really like I could see us watching every year around Halloween, the remake. So I, I wouldn't watch the old one, but I would watch the remake. I think the
1: argument is about the Cenobites is is that in the original they're more of, not benevolent, like you know they're like kind of in the shadows and they they kind of come in when things are bad, but. It's like they they don't they don't interfere until they need to. Yes.
0: Oh, let's talk also <laughs> but, but, about the go but ahead.
1: but in the new one it does feel like they are all in on trying to chase these people. Yes. Which is a little different, and I get that. Um, but when it comes down to it, I feel like I would rather my person that I'm rooting for, because I feel like in the first one, like I, I feel like I wasn't rooting for anybody except yeah. for. Kirstie, but she wasn't really doing anything until the last, like, right. maybe 20 minutes.
0: Well, yeah. And the, so the original, I know Clive Barker was very much in the SBDM,
1: like. BD. Wait, BDM? she? SBDM? What is it called? School board? School. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you is it school, the safety school board thing? Yeah.
0: Oh, BDSM? BD, yeah, that one. <laughs> Sorry. we can You can tell probably we're not really into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> school board. <laughs> God damn. Okay, B D S M. Okay, so that was like school, Clive Barker. The, the shut up! Shut baby. up! Okay, so, <laughs> so Clive Barker was into that kind of um, like the whole like the the latex and everything. But if you look at the new one, the Cenobites are actually skin, like they're like if they're filleted skin. They're flayed skin. They're because he because they felt like. The, using the latex and the BDSM. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an ass. Um, <laughs> that it wasn't. It wasn't as effective as it was back in those times because that was a little bit more like on the outskirts of like sexual.
1: That was on the fringe of sexual stuff. Yes, yes.
0: and so they now use the flayed skin and the and so it's. I think that's what makes it more effective too because. You feel like it is torture. You were being tortured. Your skin's being ripped apart.
1: Right. You know,
0: you don't have this, like.
1: Well, and also, I don't. Yeah. I I think, yeah, I think the whole idea of. Because, I mean, cause yeah, the whole idea, of, like, there's one there has, like, the um, the, the neck the thing, the neck,
0: neck vagina. Yeah. It's, like, cut open. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That one's pretty gross. Yeah. And so I think that that one is disturbing, and I think the the disturbing nature of of those things, like, yes.
0: you know. makes it creepy. Yeah. So uh, okay. Um. So that's all we're going to talk about for that tonight. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed um, our conversation tonight about Hellraiser, and we're we're looking forward to we're so we're off this week. Yes. For A fall break for our kiddo and we took vacation time we're really excited because tomorrow we are going back to a very um exciting location (laughs) one of the first locations we went to when we were recording well we recorded the podcast after we went to this particular location it's
1: maker's mark let's just say it's maker's mark
0: okay so we're gonna Uh. go we're gonna go to maker's mark tomorrow and um i may be trying to go live we'll see what happens um andrew thinks i'm crazy i
1: do (laughs) i do
0: um but you know like i said the first time we went there and we were in that particular warehouse there was definitely energy um i just felt something was making its presence known when we were there. So um, we're going to go back tomorrow and we're going to see what we can find and uh, join us live tomorrow on Instagram if we're able to do so.
1: (laughs) It's a big F.
0: Well, I think we will. Okay. It may not be during the tour because we're not sure how We're going to pe- sneak back in. We're not sure how people <laughs> respond, but we may sneak back in. Um, But it'll be fun. And we hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast. We hope you enjoyed our episode tonight. And if you feel differently, if you feel like Hellraiser is the greatest thing ever... And that's we, fine.
1: You can like what you like.
0: And like. we're stupid for liking the remake. That's totally fine.
1: Well, I think the whole thing is... And here's the thing about movies in general is that... We've gotten to this point where especially like with Twitter, and I'm gonna go on a soapbox here. Oh,
0: here we go. Is
1: that I feel like people get really upset when you don't like the thing that they like. But here's the thing is you can like the thing that you can like, and we can like the thing that we can like. And it's subjective. That, that's okay. So we can like we can like Hellraiser the remake, we can and appreciate you can like both. the old one, and that's
0: fine. Yeah.
1: That's fine. We can we can be friends. We can and still be it.
0: besties. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, just about, you know, sub- being subjective and right. and we but like what we like and that's okay. Um, but we would love to hear from you. So if you want to reach out to us, please feel free to email us at contact spirited spirits at spirit at gmail.com. Contact spirited spirits at gmail.com.
1: Or follow us on Instagram at spirited under- underscore spirits underscore podcast and on Twitter as spirited spirits. Yeah, we'd Until love next- to hear from you. Yeah. Until next time, we hope you enjoy us next week as we sip on a spirit
0: while we talk about spirits. Bye. Bye.